Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rants and Tangents podcast with Daryl Smith Jr., Shayla, and Ray Parker. And we have been gone for two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks, and we are back for 2019 yes. with the new hot freshness. It's lit, fresh out the stove, and all that jazz. It's we hear lit. Ray. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, everybody. How long can you say Happy New Year? Not New Year's. But how long can we say Happy New Year? Uh huh. Uh. Well, I say if you've just seen somebody for the first time Mm -hmm. this year, then it's a Happy New Year. Other than that, that's it. Do we? What about if you see him in February? No, I feel like come on. Now we are. We're a little long. I mean, it's still fresh. I mean, we two weeks in. It's January, Martin Luther King Day. It's totally. I get that. I like that. I like that. That's a. Uh, it's till, like it's that cut off. till it's not on my mind. Yeah, I like that cutoff. That's a good cutoff. Yeah, February. I mean, uh, Martin Luther King Day. Good cutoff. Anyway, how's everybody been doing? How's y'all break been? What's new? What's the deal, man? It's break. been so long. Who? who what break? We just had three weeks of break from. Oh, the, break from from this. I'm thinking you're talking about from life. I'm like, <laughs> no, shit ain't, ain't, no, me. ain't no such thing as <laughs> like, breaks from what life. You talking about break? You know, life is every day. I'm just talking about breaks from the podcast. Uh. Honestly, if I if and when we take breaks on the podcast, it doesn't make me want to stop doing the podcast, but I get comfortable mm. not doing it. Yeah, yep. I get yeah. comfortable with this time. Because what everybody has to understand is this is time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like we, We're always recording for somewhere between an hour and two hours. And it's yeah. time before it. It's yeah, time it's after it. Time. It's, it's time. It's worth the investment. So, the time investment. Yeah, that'd be me. For me. No, not Sunday for me. I'll be, I'll be like, missing the podcast. I'm going to keep it real. No, I like this to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying allocating the time to do it yeah. is a bit strenuous on you. Yeah. I'm just it. talking to you guys, like just about shit, like even the stuff outside of the podcast, like right. before we, you know. It'd be hard after. to even engage in conversations outside the podcast. Like people be wanting to have these deep ass, long ass conversations. They'd be like, I'm trying to save my good material <laughs> for the podcast. They're just like, but you get pulled into these conversations. You're like, oh, fuck, I just shared my opinion. I'm like, all right. And then I got to preface all my statements like, all right, listen, this might be a little bit unpopular, so right? <laughs> <laughs> just just brace yourself for it. Because I realize I don't agree with a lot of people no more. Uh-huh. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, I'm comfortable with letting people know I don't, I don't agree with them. Usually I'll just sit there and be quiet and let people say dumb shit or shit that I don't agree with and just, you know, now I just, I got to let you know. Sorry. But, no, I think that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but well, we back. it's good, man. We back another episode. So much has been happening, you know, social media uproar over different things and shit like that. But before we get back to that, though. Before we get to that. Do y'all set have New Year's resolutions anymore? No, I don't do that. I have one. It's very broad, though. Just to be happy and in love with whatever is happening in my life that's supposed to be in my life. That was it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Why don't you do it? I don't do it formally, meaning I don't spew it into the world. It's really Mm -hmm. a personal thing. It's just that I do like to signify change at any point I can. So it's just like, you know what? From this point on, I'm going to step up in this realm. So it's just like more so of me being intentional about certain things that I felt like I was a little, you know, weak in. Sure. No new year, new me? No, I don't do that. I like me. I love me. Absolutely not. <laughs> I still love myself. I mean, for me, I'm it's sorry. like once I got to a space where I was like, man, every day is a fresh start. 
then I got to the space where I was like, every hour is a fresh start. And then I'm like, man, every fucking minute I can make a fresh start. Yeah. I stopped needing a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or to wait for a year. Because then I was about to say, then I'm waiting for a year. Right. All right, next month. I promise myself next month. No, I'd rather consistently be challenging myself. Today, I'm going to stop doing this. Or today, I'm going to start doing this. Mm-hmm. And if I fail, fine. Then tomorrow, I'm going to start doing this. Right. right. To keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. I don't want to start with a new year and be like, all right, new year, new me. The new me now has more patience. January 3rd, patience failed me, and I'm pissed mm-hmm. off. Now what do I go with a new year? Do I try? Like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to live like right. that. It's every day, every hour, every minute, every Monday. However... I want it. I just restart. Right. Or adapt or change or modify or adjust. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is nothing really matters outside of this very moment. Right. Honestly. Yep. The future is not real because it doesn't, it doesn't exist. And, and the it's past is just a memory. Yeah. Right. That's nine times out of ten wrong, honestly. Any vivid, did y'all know any vivid memories y'all have are nine times out of ten incorrect? False memories, yeah. Yeah. Like, blew my mind. I've realized I suppressed a lot of memories and shit. Like, over recent times, discussions I've been having, I suppress so much shit. I've been like, yo, that's why I don't live there no more. Mm. Like, shit. So, if it's, I hope it's uh, fiction. Like, some of my memories. Because yeah, I just like, I don't know. I have, I know what I remember to be true. And I do get in this space because in psychology we learned about mm-hmm. false memories. So, I do get, I think... Learning about that helped me start thinking that I have false memories. So now sometimes I'm like, I, is this exactly how it happened or mm-hmm. is this real? Because I have had vivid-ass dreams mm-hmm. that five years later, I don't remember if it was just a dream or if it was reality. I still remember a dream from when I was five years old. Never forget it. I was, yeah, I had to be about five. Anyway, I was on the past Young Bridge. The, the drawbridge or whatever that pe- everybody drive over and shit. And I was playing with you remember them uh little spin around things that you could pull a thing and then like the cow goes move. Yeah. The chicken yeah. goes yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to spin around and shit. I was playing with one of those sitting on the side of the Passion Bridge. That's to this day why I'm afraid of heights. That's okay. why I have anxiety of heights. I know that I knew that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was just like that dream Still to this day, it's vivid. And as soon as you know how you fall and you wake up, it was one of those dreams. Like, I fell off the bridge and I woke up. I don't know, but I just, we used to go back to South Philly all the time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I used to go to daycare down there. So I just remember, and I was sitting on the side of that bridge. But it's just certain things I remember from childhood that I'll never forget dreams and shit. My most memorable dream that I just can remember so clear Captain Crunch tried to drown me. And I woke up. You know, like if you're having a dream, you're suffocating, you're probably really suffocating them. And so I woke up in my face, I had the covers in my mouth, but the dream was so real. And I'm like, I woke up like Captain Crunch is trying to fucking kill me. Yeah. Of course it was just a dream, there is no Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I eat Captain Crunch? So clear. I don't eat Captain Crunch. <laughs> Cut the roof of your mouth. I don't fuck See? with it. But I remember he tried to kill me. That, um... And it was like a dream inside of a dream because I woke up and it happened again, like in the dream. And then Inception. I woke up and it was, yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, I woke up and we were in the middle room at my grandma's house when we were younger, we used to live there. And I had my own bed and Diane did mine, had their own bed. We was all in the same room though. So I woke up, everybody else was asleep. And for whatever reason, like I had my hand under the pillow and it was shit on my hand. So I lifted up the pillow and it was like a sea of fucking spiders. 
And I was like, ah, ah, and I screamed, and I woke up, and I lifted the pillow again, thinking, oh, it was a dream, and it was a sea of spiders. So I screamed again, and I woke up, and that was real life, and oh, it was nothing. Oh, you spiders, literally spiders in your bed. Mm-mm. Yeah, in a dream, twice. Twice, that's twice. fucking scary. Twice. Yeah, that was like some Inception shit. It, it was really weird, <laughs> really weird. It yeah. was premonition, though, because then Diane used to put his um, lizards under my pillow when I was sleeping. <laughs> Toy lizards? No, they were real lizards that he, he like, put used dead to love lizards. lizards. And he just, or he would like put their tails, like, when they're on the cusp of dying, their tails, pieces of their tails start to fall off. So we would like put it on my pillow, put it under the bed, or throw them on me. Yeah, my life. We're brothers. Yeah. I mean, I know siblings <laughs> torture each other. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good way. I don't feel like I was a torturing sibling though. I was tortured. I was never I never had the opportunity because I never had younger siblings. So yeah, I was the only girl, so it was just like a part of my life. All right, well, y'all, let's get into it. We we what two weeks after surviving R. Kelly premiere? Yeah, we have Thank touched on too. R. Kelly again mm-hmm. before. Excuse me, we gonna touch on R. Kelly again. Uh yes, yeah, and R. Kelly's touching since y'all care again. Uh, but I don't, from my perspective, I don't want to focus so much on R. Kelly versus I want to talk about the issues that yeah. arise from the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So where do I want to go? Where do I want to start? I'll start by saying I did not watch it. You didn't watch it? <laughs> wow. Okay. I had no, des- like, I had no fucking desire. Uh, I, I was like I was take. slightly intrigued. Just because of the people's responses and how bizarre I thought a lot of shit people were saying about it were. Like, their take on it, how they thought about it, where blame was placed for certain people. It was bizarre to me, so I had, like, an inkling to watch it for that. But I had no desire to watch that shit. Like, Did you watch none it? None whatsoever. Okay. I watched six. I watched five. Five. Six was overkill. Sure. So you literally watched none? None of it. So like, what I didn't weirdness. watch any clips or any shit like that. Like, nothing. Nothing wow. at all. All right, so we might have to give some background as to what happened, or with the with the document. With our, I think we should start by just talking about a little bit what's going on in the documentary. That way, we can kind of get into kind of what the our thoughts on it are. So, basically, of course, they interviewing a bunch of people that were involved with R. Kelly during that time. Some of the girls that were underage that he was dating, the people that was around him enabling him to date they of course talked about Aaliyah um they spoke about uh his wife mm-hmm. the the this other underage girl that he wrote the song about where he said I'll never leave the one he got pregnant mm-hmm. um the other underage girl that was sleeping with the 12 with year the 14 old year girl that didn't know she was 12 until the girl said I gotta get my driver's license or something like that she, she was said, like I'm gonna get a car when I'm 16 yeah she, she said, was no, like no 15 and she was like, we've been having threesomes together for like, I don't She's know, supposed to be over time. And she was 18 at the time. Yeah, that. And she said that was an issue too. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it. I mean, I guess it helped for public opinion to drag him. But it was just, I think, repetitive in the information. Like, obviously, he has a pattern of this behavior. Obviously, he's sick. Oh, it came out that, of course, he was raped as a child and, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother, one of his brothers was shot out. Youngest brother. His older brother was shot out. His younger brother was, was also molested. Oldest brother's in jail. 
I like older girls. R. Kelly like young girls. So I don't see what the problem deal. is. I ain't, yeah, he uh, maybe that's why you're in jail. We saw the nigga that signed Aaliyah's marriage it's false Falsified marriage certificate. The documents for that because she was 15. Uh, certificate for R. Kelly. Um, yeah, R. Kelly it was, was supposed to be 27, and she was she was 15, 15 at the time. Uh, what else we had? I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the background to it. So, yeah, I mean, I, the yeah. crazy thing is I knew all that just yeah. based on social media. What I think, I knew everything that was in the documentary. What I think the documentary did well was, for me, was give me the context. Because mm-hmm. I, we all, everybody should have known about Aaliyah. Everybody should have, at this point, the sex cult had already become the urban legend, hip-hop culture news whatever mm-hmm. so we know about that yes but the level of details the way he is recruiting the 17 year old he's being strategic recruit the 17 year old wait till she take eight, turn 18 snatch her at 18 lock her in the house have her committed to you piss and shit on her have her piss in a bucket can't leave her room who's your most hated person I got two hate people I hate from it Let's change hate from blame. Who you blame? Who do I blame? R. Kelly. And the people that enabled it, the people around him. So I blame, of course, I blame the perpetrator first. I blame the enablers. Yeah. That guy that was forging documents that said he was a fucking hypocrite. I talked to R. Kelly about it. He said he wasn't uh, messing with Aaliyah, and I believed him. And then, and then he uh, got her he pregnant. Called, I got her, he said, uh, I think Aaliyah in trouble. She might be pregnant. I got her pregnant. Nigga. And then you forged the marriage document. So his story didn't align to me. He deserves an indictment. He deserves to go to jail. I blame R. Kelly first. I blame him and the people around him, the enablers. I blame Sparkle. Uh, At first I did. I still do. I went back on it, though. Why? When she said that when she went to the studio Mm -hmm. and saw, because she introduced, but she didn't introduce her, I don't think, in the presence of mind of him raping little girls at the time. Uh-huh. I didn't feel like she was fully aware that Unless he was into young women like uh-huh. that. But, I blame her for introducing the girl, but then, when she said her parents were bringing her to the studio and leaving her by herself, Sparkle said, whenever I came to the studio, I kept my eye on her at all times. I didn't hear that. She said that. She said, when, whenever I came to the studio, I would be in the booth, and I'd be, my when eyes would be on that. her. And then, she said, I came to the studio one day, and she was there. I'm blaming... Sparkle up until that point. And then when she said, I came to the studio and saw the little girl there and realized her parents had dropped her off and left, it was like, all right, her parents is the fuck. Like, it was just like Sparkle introduced it to the fold, but her parents kept that shit going. Well, of course you I'm not blame leaving my the daughter. child's parents as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why I'm, I don't, they weren't on it, I don't know them. Yeah, they took Sparkle. But why I blame Sparkle? You gotta look at the whole timeline of it for me. Mm-hmm. Sparkle was aware of the Aaliyah situation. At that point, everybody was aware of the Aaliyah situation. If you weren't, that was your selective ignorance. All right, so you was aware of that. Sparkle tells a story of being in R. Kelly's house, hearing banging upstairs. Oh, yeah. The fuck is that? R. Kelly's wife, like, peeks around, peeks down. Can I get something to eat? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I do? Every woman he deals with has to ask permission to do, to do everything. Literally, with no exaggeration, everything. You want to piss, you want to shit, you got to let me know. You want to get something to eat, you got to let me know. Makes me dress up like boys. Control freak. Controls them. 
So that was our strike one was Aaliyah. But then, all right, I'll ignore Aaliyah for a moment. Strike one can be when you saw, you said he was a domestic abuser, and you said that couldn't be me. That wouldn't be me. Okay. But that's for women but then that you do introduce it. him into your... Okay. That's, okay. that's his woman. But then you introduce your niece to him because your niece wants to be a rapper. She's 13, 14. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This 13, 14-year-old girl, I'm going to introduce R. Kelly to spark her rap career because she was so passionate about it. Okay. That's strike one and a half. I'll give you that. You're trying to help your niece, you say. Here's strike two and a half to three. You in a studio randomly, not randomly, you're there for a reason, and you just happen to see your niece just in there chilling by herself. That's the issue. I know Aaliyah. I know he's a control freak and an domestic abuser. I see my niece in here unsupervised. I'm going to say that I kept an eye on her while I was in the booth. No. Well, she said that before that. Before she even observed her niece in the studio. And, and I don't want to make this like I'm defending Spark because I'm not. I think she's a culprit, too. Mm-hmm. I just felt, like, stronger about what her parents did versus Sparkle. She said when I would be, when I would bring her myself, basically, my eyes would be on her the whole time. Like, I, she wouldn't leave my sight. But yeah, then, when she, but when she, she would see there, her there. And, and her parents dropped her off. You made no move. Now, the girl's dad is a guitar player. They cited him multiple times mm-hmm. on there. But the dad's not there. I mean, t- I'm not. I've never been in. I've been in recording studios. I've never been uh, a recording artist. But it don't be nine times out of ten in this day of age, or even ten years ago, there weren't live bands in the studio like that. Yeah, We're not be. talking about Smokey Robinson and them. This isn't Motown. Mm-hmm. There wasn't live bands in there. No. So her pop's not there. No, they dropped her off. You what? You see her there. And you don't do shit about it. Okay, fast forward. And they have sleepovers there. They have that's, sleepovers, other things. There's beds in the studio. What 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 else do I need to know? For me, I blame all of them. I blame the parents. I, I think it was a good documentary. I think it was very informative for me. What it has done is I want to talk to, honestly, every woman of color. And I want to understand you, ladies. I want to understand how, and I'm gonna get to men right now. I got I'm raising a black girl, so I want to understand you, black girls. What is the fascination with R. Kelly and men like him? When you have context, when you have information, one girl was going was a teenager, 14, 15, 16, I think she was going to the trial. <laughs> so she saw the video. She heard the testimony, knew all this shit. But, oh, I don't believe it. It can't be true. Now you wind up being a victim, you say. She goes with And her. recruited she her girlfriend. And recruited her friends. She was but apparently her. with her, R. Kelly, she says, for six months. How? So I need ladies to understand the thought process on how, what I need to instill in my children and my daughters to not do this. I'm a call... I have. I'm going to continue to be sensitive to it because I'm. We'll get into other spins, but a part of me is raw, and so I'll be raw in this moment. How the hell do you see it, and then say it's not true? You're saying have a 14 and 15 year old girl. I'm saying. As a grown man, kind of. I'm saying there was a 33 year old woman too. 
She's a dickhead. Yeah, uh, think. Yeah, it's different. And that's what I'm saying it's to Paul. Yeah, because we've now seen it with the teenagers. We've seen it with the early twenties. We've seen it with thirty year olds. We see his wife two years ago or a few years ago playing his music. Just my baby daddy. We, I think we gotta unpack. separate the music from the abuse and everything else. I think we gotta unpack the entire. That's the thing, and yeah. I, I'm it's trying to. Under, to me. I'm yeah. trying to understand why be, would I separate the art from the person? The person is the art. The mm. artist is the art. Mm. I don't separate mm. the art what? from you the artist. Mm. No, he said the person is the art. The person but. is the art, and especially we're talking about music. The person is definitely the art. Like we can start with AJ, nothing but a number. The person is the art. No, I'm, we can I'm keep going. I'm with you on that. He's, he's telling y'all exactly what he's doing. The pie the fucking person, piper, man. Listen, I'm y'all what he's I'm, doing. I will never. The person is the art. Go ahead. And then I'll drop every once in a while, I believe I can fly, I <laughs> wish, all that inspirational shit. Step in the name of love, y'all gonna love me. Saying I believe I can fly up in my graduation. I know God did well you did. Everybody did. Everybody so stepped in me, the name of love. I'm oh, me and my be, mom used to step so hard in Name of Love. <laughs> I know y'all love, stepped in go. Name of Love. Come For on. me, I'm going to be putting out a survey. Y'all I did the remix do it on Survey Monkey. I want men and women to take this survey. I need to understand not necessarily why we should still continue to support R. Kelly, but what is the thought, the mindset, where I can see the evidence in my face and still put myself in that situation. I saw him fuck R. Kelly. Let's do another situation. This sexy guy saw him slap the shit out of a woman in public. A month later, he approaches me, and I give him my number. Mm -hmm. What? Why? Whoa. Wait a minute. I've seen that happen. Why? What is the mindset it ain't gonna of be change? Me. I can change him. It's not going to be me. That wouldn't be me. That couldn't be me. Oops, it's me. Now it's me. <laughs> now I, I'm trying to get out of it. That's what it is. And the now I feel thing stuck. about this shit is that abusive guys... They go for a certain type of woman. And the women are fully... They're oh, yeah. not aware of the fact that they have this thing inside of them. And it's not the place blame. It's and not... You, you know what I'm saying? It. It's, it's something about them that... this It triggers this man and says, I can do this to her. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people are aware of it. And I don't, these women obviously aren't aware of it because it's that they have this, oh, it wouldn't be me mentality. Mm -hmm. Not even... They, they kind of live in a bubble. And they, they do separate... The fucked up shit. This is in regular relationships. It, mm -hmm. it occurs often, the and more, I don't the think more that you want a person, the more shit you let could fly. The more just, shit you let fly. I think it's common human behavior. It's common human behavior. It really is, and it just when it's so perverse, when it's it's so blatantly perverse in a situation like this, you you're forced to question it in ways that you wouldn't normally question it. You 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 get over on people you know what i'm saying like in slight ways just because you you can you know you can and he just can in a way that people wouldn't even think to do well i do remember what his baby mom was saying or his ex-wife was saying that is in stages like he's super charming super all that shit but it's just like little things like call me daddy and then it's the next level where he isolates you from your family slowly but surely then it's the next level and you know what that took me back to? He a pimp. Being a pimp, but it took me back to what's love got to do with it. Remember when Ike Turner went to Tina Turner's mom 
and spoke to her, made her mother feel comfortable mm -hmm. with her being with him, and then was able to take her out on tour, make it look like he's whining and dining her. I'll take you one step further. I remember this was the most pimpish shit I ever seen. This chick just had a baby in the hospital. Baby not even three days old. She said, I, I need the doctor. Said, I need to wrestle, whatever. He said, baby, we ain't going to listen to the doctors. We got money to make. We got San Antonio, Cincinnati. Like, we got to go get this money, baby. So we got to get back on tour. Carried her out of the hospital, a brand new baby out of the hospital without any medical supervision. Took her to San Juan, Mexico, and married her. Just him and they, and they little cult, they little band and shit. And then was abusing her out on the road. This is what I think. Not predator, predators. This is what abusive men do. Like that, and then when you call your mom for salvation, Ike is nothing but a gentleman. I think, why would you try to leave Ike? Ike all that money y'all got, how are you unhappy? So how do we make how are you her mom called Ike on her when she tried to leave him? So how do we make wow. the play the abuser predator playbook public knowledge? Because it's all the same shit. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like it is public. Knowledge. I, not even yeah. first. At some point, I'm going to isolate you. That way you become completely and feel completely reliant on me. At some point, I'm going to start initiating rules. At some point, I'm going to have you call me something other than my name. At some point, I'm going to either be very physical with you mm -hmm. or very gentle. make you very fearful of a physical situation. Even I could make you think I'm going to hit you and never had hit you before. Uh -huh. That's pimp shit. It's, and, and that's what I'm, it's exactly, if you watch any 60s, 70s pimp movies, it's the same criteria. I just read it. Yeah, the pimp crime. Iceberg <laughs> Slim. So I think the way Iceberg Slim described it is... The reason his name is Iceberg was because he's the coldest motherfucker. Like, he was known for being the coldest motherfucker, unmoved by anything, right? He said, you have to be like God to the women. You have, like, whatever the situation is, even in situations where she know you'll beat her ass, you don't beat her ass. And if you do beat her ass, you flip the script by making her believe that she it's deserved it. Yeah. And then you wipe her off, wipe her clean, act, you know, tell her whatever You're you need apologetic. to tell her. Get, yeah, seem apologetic, make her think that you love her. And then the more that she, you know, you do that shit, you just break them down mentally and spiritually. Like there are people, men that are brilliant. That's why you be hearing about the women with PhDs and master's degrees getting outed by a nigga that, with an eighth grade education. It's because some people understand people. Some people know how to, are master manipulators. And once they got you, they and nobody's above it. It's just... Finding yourself in that situation, you don't know what's happening to you when it's happening. You just look up three years down the line, and you realize you ain't spoke to your best friend in three years. You know, got choked out on the couch, and you took him back, and you know what I mean? A nigga went and bought you a, a new bag or whatever you love, and you was forgiven. And how many people outside of your situation said it couldn't be me? Period. Like, it don't even have to be abusive, just in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And you tell them about what you're going through. They're like, girl, I would have been left that nigga. Then you see, sure. or nigga, I would have been left that chick. And then you see later down the line somebody doing the same shit or worse than them. And you like, where was that saying? Keep that same Keep energy. That same energy. Mm. All right. It's an energy. Three parents to hear. We have parents who have not seen their child in two plus years. A parent. Could, or you couldn't be me. Think that you know where the child is. For example, say you didn't watch it. Uh, I can't think of the girl's name. It might be the Zoya one. I can't think of the girl's name, but the parents are at the studio where they believe she's at. Mm -hmm. 
there's some. It's a female in there. They can't figure out if it's their daughter because nobody will answer. Call the police for a well check. Call twice. Police come. Nobody's gonna answer. The door can't. Won't let us in. So we can't do the well check. Well checks illegal. You can do it, but somebody has to let you in at home, or you have to have a warrant. All facts. I said it, and then the next day, masterpiece said it. But I want to get y'all takes. You haven't seen your child in two or three years. Now, your child's at this point, 18, 19, 20, complete legal freedom. You fear that your child is in danger, or at least in this situation. The women in R. Kelly's charge are not technically in danger. Sure, that no, let me modify that. They're in danger, but... It's not imminent? It's not, yeah, they're not about, we don't think they're going to die today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, or mm-hmm. the next 60 days. They're alive. They're alive. Uh, and, they're, and they're not kidnapped. Yeah, not technically. technically kidnapped, not physically kidnapped Being held against to our will. knowledge, right? Right. What are you going to do? Because I'm going to say, let me, I'll go first. I'm going to say what I said. I'm going to say what Master P didn't steal from me, but also said. <laughs> My first thought, my first thought, and I said it as I was watching it. It's a brick building. Brick, don't burn. But the whole building ain't brick. Why why didn't y'all set that shit on fire? I would have started a fire in the back. Everybody got to come out the front. Arrest me. My lady takes my kid. I would have started a motherfucking fire. Everybody coming out that building. I'm going to see who in there. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to see who in that fucking building. I'm running risk about my child. I, I, I will go. What needs to be clear to all potential perpetrators I couldn't care less about going to jail, to jail or prison over when my it, child. Right. When it, couldn't when it care your child. less. Give me the arson charge. I, I whatever. think he had the right parents, though, bro. Because you know why? The, 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 the same dude that was sitting there with his wife, the ones that took their kid to R. Kelly after. I hate them what most. I This is what I do not understand. Mom talking gangster. Dad talking gangster. Y'all took the freaking girl to R. Kelly. Your oldest daughter, who you... So, it's, it's a couple. It's the dad talking about himself first. I'm a different type yeah, of Yes, I'm drinking a I'll Caprice. I'll do this. I'll do that. All right. And uh, he's saying, yeah, my daughter wanted to be a singer. She could really sing. We take her to R. Kelly. But no, we had her supervised at all times. It was always one of us. Me, my wife, my son, no. or my daughter. Well, your daughter lies to you when she gets into a physical tug of war with your daughter in the middle. She's trying to take her. Or Kelly takes her. She lies to you. Or your daughter lies to you. Or Kelly lies to you. Weeks, months later, she tells you the truth. You didn't trust her when she told you when y'all talked the next day and she told you nothing happened. They went out. They flew to freaking Chicago because they didn't trust what their older daughter said about how shit was going down. And then she tells them the same story. Or Kelly says the same story the daughter who's now in R. Kelly's care or supervision, whatever, is says a, Colt says a different story, says this gentle story, and y'all just believe that shit. Your instinct told you something wasn't right. You took a flight to Chicago from wherever they at. I don't know if it's Atlanta or wherever. Now your daughter's caught in R. Kelly's web. Y'all at the, the freaking studio years later, and y'all ain't do shit but call the cops. Meanwhile, mom's on an interview. I've been in jail. I ain't afraid to go back. What? Where was all that? Where was Where that was energy that? when he first Where took your kid? Where was all that? I just don't get it. I don't know what my daughter at. Listen, man. man listen. I can't. But it, it's just like. This shit is honestly giving me a fucking headache, fam. This is it's a I lot. Watch it. It's, it's, it's all, a lot. All of it is. It's a lot. You can you can name 
the people that could have been blamed without watching this. Yes. You, it's clear you got to blame parents. Absolutely. Not even just for letting it happen. You didn't put enough in this child for them to say, I am enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, for, they sold I themselves short. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you didn't put enough in their fucking minds for this to not even be, they, some of them apparently were going back, willingly yes. going back. Yes. That's because your parents didn't do their fucking job. Yep. And that's it. And everybody was kicking all this, oh, when we was younger, niggas was pulling up to the school. Oh, that's a conversation. That was still a fucking, that nigga's still a pedophile fan that didn't make it right. It was more accepted, but it we, wasn't the fuck right. We definitely there was a whole culture that. Pulling up to our it wasn't school. right. There was it a, wasn't it was, right. And it was, was culture. girls who thought that shit, I They thought it was cute. Made, but, they was, I, but it was other women, other girls who felt like, uh, that shit used to make me sick. The thought of it used to make me uncomfortable. Listen, we watched that shit happen for several years. I even talked to some of my female friends about shit like that and it wasn't like you know their justification used to just be weak to me it was just be like why are you fucking with this nigga uh, you know because guys of my he age they just ain't car. my level he like they mature. he got his own crib he got, he got it's just like he, you gonna be burnt you out know what before bothers me about the whole he's more mature thing he's clearly not more mature <laughs> He's I'm actually, 20 something messing with a teenager and we can thing. have a conversation no. then clearly I am not mature that's why I hate talking to kids it's my job and I love it in that way but I hate it because I'm like yo we really can't have a conversation it's no. me trying to pull things out and of you you literally just like, you get frustrated talking yeah. to children I'm like, if you don't do you get frustrated get to the point? talking <laughs> to children your shit's not right the the idea that some guys actually, you know, before when I was 15, 16, I didn't see 100% the wrong in it. I knew it wasn't right, but I wasn't ad- adamant about it. It was more like a y'all niggas cut out, like y'all niggas shout out. But now being a grown man and looking back, like y'all said, trying to have a conversation with a teenager and knowing how how the next level of being a predator you have to be in order to go down there and prey on younger women. It's just like I look at everything and everybody different because a lot of guys that I grew up around, even guys that I used to idolize when I was a kid, mm-hmm. nigga. It's fucking with teenagers. Niggas used to uh, ask about this girl I used to deal with when I was in high school and shit right after we broke up, right after I stopped fucking with her. Niggas were like, yo, would you be mad? Nigga, you like 10 years older than me. How the fuck are you because you see her going to school every day? Like that shit is just super weird. It's, and there's so many things that can go wrong. I remember a girl, a girlfriend that I had was um, dealing with an older guy. We in like 11th, 10th, 11th grade. Dealing with an older guy. Little did she know this man was married and his wife literally just got out of prison for putting somebody in the hospital that was dealing with her husband. You young, you don't know shit about nothing, but you about to get your shit dug in, just fully unaware, and this man's feeding you all types of lies. You think it's cute that y'all go into hotels to do y'all business. That's what I'm saying. You're just, you're youthful, and you're just unaware, and the men preyed on it. They, and they had the room to play on it, and that room came from what your parents didn't do. Spidey? I don't know. I, I, I just... I just know the the young girl walking. Down, I don't give a fuck how good she looked. I don't fuck how old she looked. Under eighteen, that's it. Is no excuse for me. There's no reason to do it. If you know, you can't you can't go there. You want to do full disclosure, Ray? Yeah. It's been many a times that in our youth we have seen 
girls who turned out to be 16, 17 that look physically look. Yeah. Not even, let's keep it, it's 100. Breast and butt look like a grown woman. Hell yeah. And you like, whoa. Hell yeah. And one thing that I can advocate for and say that has been consistent among my crew, at some point we ask the age. It's been consistent. Ask the age. Oh, I'm 16, 17. Oh, we all, it'd be unanimous. We all be like, oh. Nope. <laughs> like, all, like, it's not working. Out. You I'll, can't have I'll it. even just fully disclose some or shit. Or she that open had- her mouth, then you see the braces now. Grown women got <laughs> braces now. But before, when we when we was that age, it was like, she had to be a kid and she got braces. I had a chick toe-tagged and bagged. So you remember my last summer of IUP, my last graduate summer. I had to stay up there. The only summer I stayed up there, but the chicks come up early. In the cup and whatever shit up punksy and shit. So we go up punksy or whatever. Toe tagged and back. I lie to you not. I'm ready. And we having a conversation. She like, yeah, so my birth she tells you something about her birthday being in October. And I was just like, I ain't think nothing of it. Then I'm like, How old is you again? She was like seventeen. I'm like, damn. But I'm like, fuck, I missed this shit. Somebody gonna catch a little ass before I get back and shit. But I was like, you know what? Can't do it. I lied to you not. This little bitch was bad. I'm sorry, I didn't call her bitch. But this little chick was bad. But I had to let it fly. One of my one of my homies was, uh, at that point, we would have been maybe 21 or 22. He had just moved to a new city, met this girl. She's a, she turned out to be a girl. She was 17. I promise you. She looked like she was like 25, 26. She, she looked ready. She had the mature face. She had a mature articulation. Her body was a grown woman body. He found out she was 17. And I remember him really having a conundrum. Like, yo, I haven't done nothing with her. I just found out she's 17. But, dog, I really like this girl. I was very clear. Like, yo. And he listened. Like, how when's her birthday? It was like six months. I was like, you can't just wait six months. Just wait six months. She'll be eighteen. Everything's legal beagle. Go for it. If she's still the same person you think you're attracted to, now you have no concerns. He waited six months, got together, they were together for years, breaking up later. Okay. That's fine. Why why can't we wait? You know why? Cause some niggas will People will manipulate themselves into thinking what they're doing isn't wrong, even when they know it's wrong. It's like just, people are self-justifying in that way. No, I'm, that's it. People I'm, are self-justifying. I'm hyper with it to the point where have, do y'all, either y'all follow. I think her name is India Love on Instagram. Uh, no. Let me, let me confirm her name real quick. So she's gorgeous girl. Yep, it's India Love on Instagram. Gorgeous girl. 3.8 million followers. So I'm obviously not the only one. At this point, she's probably 19. I was following her. It was, I say she's 19, so it would have been about two years ago. And then she had posted one time that she was 17. I was following her based off of lust. This girl got huge breasts. She's very pretty. It was exclusively lust. I'm not following her for her music or career or no shit like that, modeling. It was lust. I unfollowed her. Wound up following her again about maybe even eight months ago. But it was just uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me to be lusting over a little over girl. a seventeen year old girl. And I can't say that I truly understand. You said she's nineteen now? She's either nineteen or twenty now. Oh. I can't understand why 
what the, the difference between 17 and 18 is in the real sense, mm-hmm. but I respect that number for some reason. I actually feel bad for her, in a sense. Or yeah, just for, for, for no, just for young women, you know, to be that young and to have to leverage your looks in that way. Don't get me wrong. I understand and appreciate beauty and stuff like that. But that lifestyle is so, it's fleeting. It's like, it could be here today I and going tomorrow. Seen her before. She is really pretty. Yeah, she's popular. She's very pretty. I was just mm-hmm. on her page. That's why I was just, but I felt bad because, you know, your value was there. And I don't feel like she, she might be a very smart and intelligent young lady, but I don't think she gets to, she will have the chance to get to explore that more because before she even got a chance to find out what she could possibly be, it was just about how she looked before of how she think and nobody really cares how, what she thinks or mm-hmm. how brilliant she is because of how she looked. And she will never get a full chance to express that depending on what her ambitions are. At least you know not what right I mean? now. And, and I don't want her self-worth to be tied into her body physical beauty, and yeah, her yeah. physical beauty. I just think that's it's a hard life. Now, let's you know, put the disclaimer out there. We don't know her. No, I don't. I know she's making money, got things going on. I think they had a TV show. All her sisters is making money, I think. Yes. There's uh-huh. like the Westbrook yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, that's what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She cute, though. It's definitely very, very pretty girl. was dealing with somebody. They, but they were all young. That show They're was like young. years How'd you ago. feel about Tyga and Kylie Jenner? That's that, was what, that was my question. I mean, obviously, we don't know if they were having sex, but I assume they were having sex. That was never okay. I, I just like notes, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just like. Let's take a, can we take a different spin? I don't want to just keep beating the whole molestation thing. That's the thing we believe it. We know it to be true. I want to hit two different spins on this. First, I, I want to ask about the whole harem sex cult thing. If the woman is twenty twenty plus. What is our responsibility as a culture, as a society, if she elected to be in this situation? Um, I look at it the same as prostitution. It's their business. I agree. Yeah, it's it's always going to be a market for it. And if they want to exploit themselves in that, split, in that way, I mean, of course, I disagree. I wouldn't want them to. Mm-hmm. But what can you really do? You, do? you just get to a point in your life where the shit just it be like... What can you really do? If they were under a certain age, it's a different conversation. It's a different but feeling. Once they, yeah, it's a different feeling entirely. But once they get to a certain point, what can you really do? You, she, I'm sure they had people that care about them that know them mm-hmm. that are saying, ah, come on, you know, like what the fuck am I going to do about it? I can't mm-hmm. do shit about it. I don't think a part of me wants about. to do something about it. The, uh, another part of me was like, because I remember when I was. Exploring and wanting to be a polygamist, question I would get often was, well, what if your daughter wants to do it? And my, my position remains the same. If that's what my daughter wants to do, that's her choice. I think it's a big difference between polygamy and like a sex cult type of thing. If she's happy. Happiness is what's I important to I don't even think about my daughter and sex, period. But I guess it's reality. It's going to happen. I was about to say, it's going <laughs> yeah, I mean, Come on, man. She's going to get <laughs> it into is, that it's, part of it's life. No two ways around it. 
So my job has been to what? embrace you it. You gonna put a chastity belt on? I'm not doing none of that because I don't want her to rebel. I remember growing up with the girls that rebel on my block that I could not come outside. They was the freaks, and we was in their house. They turned out to be the freaks. Yes, sir. I I I shit. Bar of soap, gentlemen. Bar of soap. <laughs> you hold it. I read all your goddamn hands. It's bar of soap. Look at your children. And That's the if bar it's wet. I hope to hold it not. Well, yeah. The tighter you hold that bitch, it's gonna squeeze right out. You know what? You're gonna leave it deformed if it's not wet. If you're holding it tight, yeah. some shit's gonna go wrong. Listen, Give listen, it listen. Some All right, whatever. Okay. Like, that's her prerogative. But I'm just saying in general. Yeah, that'd be her business. Definitely be her business. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't agree with it. I, I see where these people are trying to rescue their children out of. I mean, their kids out of this cult. But again, if my that daughter's cult, 18, 19, women, 20, she's still. My, I mean, my they never stop being your child. No, never stop being my child. Never stop being a parent. When do they stop being your responsibility? I feel like never either. No, I disagree. Ever... No, we gonna always need our parents. Guys, no, no. as long as we got difference, them. difference. Mm-hmm. My responsibility, like right now, your child is your direct responsibility. Right. Food, shelter, love, <coughs> affection, attention, all the above. Right. At what age? Or at what point? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a number. But at what point are always love, always affection, attention? Yeah. Room and board and shelter? Food? Depending. No. Of course we raise our children to be self-sufficient. Of course we want to raise our children to take care of themselves and teach them that and prepare them for that. But if my child needs a, a shelter, I'm providing that. If well, my yes. child needs food, I'm providing that. I, I am not if they going to... <laughs> Really want to have my child on the street, but at I'm, of course, 40, no. You put fire under the ass. You get on your man. feet and you gonna do what you gotta do. Ain't nothing free in this world. And I, but I, I will never see my child homeless my or child hungry. Is like if my child is a, a squanderer of things, just a royal fuck up that has been given opportunity after opportunity. You want to teach that hard? I don't know. We got a different conversation to have. It's not going yeah. to be the same thing that I would do for a child that's. Trying the world just ain't they giving them a it raw deal. Out. Right. It's a different ball game. Right. So I, I think it is is it has a lot to do with the context of the situation. No, absolutely, I get that part. I'm just talking just in general terms, mm-hmm. but I, I get it too. If your child wasn't a fuck up, it's, if your child's a druggie and just out there just well, doing no, the most you shit, to be I don't much. care if you're even a druggie. For me, it's like I'm always going to love you. I don't know how much attention I'm going to give my 30-year-old kid. Like, they shouldn't require that much. You never know. Yeah, true. You never know. I literally, I literally will follow my mom around the house to the point that I am fully, I am unaware of it. But it's just the the attachment that I have with her. It's this invisible umbilical cord. Her and my father. I will follow them around to the point that at the end of my journey of following them around, just having conversation, just like, what are they doing? What are they into? At the end of it, when they make it to, like, their bedroom or some place, they just want to rest and just be, like, them without their fucking kids. They'll be like, Shay, it's done now. And it's just, I'll be like, oh. And it'll snap me back, like, ah, yeah. I'm, I'm an adult. Get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> Mama, so. I gotta. We got things to take 30. care of. Step back. You know what I'm Bye. saying? Like, I just. Yeah. And I, I don't even think about it. And it's not even that I need them to give me attention. I just, I enjoy their energy so much. And I want to, I want to be encompassed in it so often. And she's like, Shay, Man. you gotta fucking stop. Like, 
Get your own energy somewhere else. Like, I think. Well, I'm a, I don't know. I'm, we all boys. I don't fuck. <laughs> Go to yeah, my mom. Yeah, attention. A parental. Attention. Yeah, I don't yeah. really. I don't care. Like, don't get me wrong. My parents are attentive. My children them. will be. Yeah, and yeah. I think your daughters might have a different spin on I think life. It's be honestly. And yeah, and yeah, I think that with your daughters, you two will have a different vantage point than what you're taking as sons. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, you'll mm-hmm. look at it differently. You'll be like, ah. Oh, I'm trying you're going to give myself 33, some random ass number. Arbitrary 33. At 33, I'm like, listen, baby, I love you, but got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, or, or you got to be renting something because I'm going to have multiple properties. You got to rent one. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's literally what happened with my dad. So he had his own properties, but he also had to cut off for all of it. He was like, in your 25th year, you got to be out. Also, I think like insurance, like as a child under your parents, is like 26 or something like that. Now. So his cutoff was in your 25th year, but essentially at 26, because you have your whole 25th year if you're not, if you don't have it together. That's my cutoff. You got to figure it out. I don't. He. I don't think he would ever kick us out, but we had that put, under he, our ass, yeah. and we had that in our put minds that we there. have to do this by this point because we don't know. My dad's a loose cannon. Like I don't know if he'll kick me the fuck out for real, for real. So we just had that in our minds. But also, my dad had rental properties, and it was just Ooh, like here. You can go here. Right. All right. Yeah. You know. And what that's I'm saying? my plan. Yeah. That's to offer them up. one of my properties, but don't think. You just gonna be lounging in mm-hmm. my shit. No, you gonna pay your or own bills. Or destroying my stuff. Right. That's right. I, 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 of course, yeah. You want to give them that launching pad to where it's like, listen, it's set up for you. Just manage it, and you good. That launching pad is important. I'm definitely not a stickler for kicking your kids. Right. Uh, people are adamant about kicking their kids out at 18 or no. 20 or 22, depending on whether or not they go to college. I think that's wrong. That. I think that is the worst thing you can do. I mean, I get that you probably, like, look, I took care of your ass for 18 years. You on your own. Boom, 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 boom. But you're putting them behind the eight ball, honestly. They're not prepared for that shit. They're not. Right, right, right. They're, they're not. That's why I think it's different deep enough in their career. Yeah, they're not deep enough in their career. I know career. 18, college, if I didn't go to college and I had to live on my own without that whole college. It's a lot you would have to learn. that's still a shelter. Mm-hmm. God knows. God yeah. knows what would have happened. It's too much to learn. Like it's too, especially out here. Like, come on, bro. And I just and pff, listen, I mean, especially for me. No, but I don't you would have been survive, behind the eight ball. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know, it's scary. It's scary to think about that for me because all my friends at that time that I was like home with outside of school didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, not all of them, but a lot of them. And not saying I was ingratiated in that world, but I was ingratiated in that world. Mm-hmm. Like, it was part of my lifestyle too. So it was just like. I don't know, and I'm fearful, not fearful, but when I think back on it and just looking back on certain things, I, that's, I just, that's why I try to, that's why I suppress memories, because it just be like, yo, like, the, you know, this shit that we seen growing up, it's just like, the city was hard living. Yeah. I can imagine my parents, if I didn't have my, my parents, my mom to turn on, to say, yo, like, or just to have, give, provide me a sanctuary to get away from shit. The interesting thing about, I was reading something about, like, parents kicking their kids out and the article spoke as if it was a racial divide that causes black parents kick their kids out um or they just push them out into the world with no cushion earlier than black parents do but in read i'm sorry yeah than white parents do but in reading it 
it was more of a socioeconomic status. For whatever reason, yeah. people, people that were lower did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without any cushion, whereas, but people that are wealthier have the cushions to say, oh, here's this property, mm-hmm. kid, right. or here's this, or I'm going to get or you into my firm, house. or this is what's going to happen. So or they have rise, those yeah. things that... That's what I'm saying. If you can uh, be out the way. Poor people don't have. If we got the mansion, I might invite y'all to stay. Like, yo, y'all. Change the basement. You can stay in the basement. <laughs> like, listen, y'all. Listen, I ain't got no problem. If I, God forbid, my girl kicked me out of the crib like, I, I need I need the basement, dog. Just give me a full time, nigga. I give you this much, nigga. I just need it for a month until I get on my feet. Like, that ain't for me. That's that, That's not. I, I'll do that with my kid, with you, whatever. That's, that's different than. If you give me, I think. Even at 35, if you give me a plan, right, that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was 26, 27, I spent like three months in my parents' house. Right. I gave them a plan. Listen, I just need this month, and I'm going to save this amount of money this month, and that's going to be my down deposit, deposit and security deposit. I'm going to stay in an apartment. I'm going to buy a house. You won't see me here again. <coughs> right. Wind up lying. Because when I leave the apartment, I had to stay two weeks at their house before I finalized on my house. Right, but still. It was a plan. It was two weeks, short-term, bang, I'm in, I'm out. I'm completely fine with that type of situation. I definitely want to be involved with your transitioning. I definitely want to be involved with your plan. And that opens the door for me and you to have conversations about what you're planning and, I can and help what you're you doing. Along right, I need the some way. help, some guidance. That works for me. The indefinite thing, the no plan. Like, remember that one guy? We talked about it. That one guy who's living with his parents and he's suing his parents because they're trying to kick him out. Shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I hear these horror that's stories. Like, that's like, I'm like, hell no. I ought to kick his ass. But, Listen, you know, my mom is my mom is the dopest because she was. I realize now, like looking back on it, she was extremely tolerant because we was niggas for real. For <laughs> like Daryl. Me, my brothers, Khalif, that's it. And, like, my mom is extremely patient, patient, tolerant, because we didn't always have a bathroom in the basement. Nope, nope. And some random shit got to walk. My mom never, and she, like, literally would not call nobody by name. Like, she probably knew you, Shay, but she didn't know what you was doing. What you was there for? Association with you. I think you had a game night at your house, and I had to use the bathroom. You don't. And you walked upstairs, and you was like, "Mom, this is Shay. Nothing going on between (laughs) us. This is my friend. We've been friends since." Then your mom was like, "All right, like okay." That's just like the nature because you had to, like, make sure that the wrong (laughs) you don't get the negative connotation, and like, but my mom, like, one thing she never did. All she said used to say to me is just don't bring no babies home. Like it never, we never had the birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. I never had that conversation with my Did mom. Did you ever had the birds and the bees, the sex talk? Mm, sort of, kind of. Um, I had STD talk with my dad because he <laughs> he used to watch like Oprah when Oprah was on, <laughs> and so this is literally how we had the conversation. He was standing like two steps above me. I'm two steps down. It was out of nowhere, and he looking up to the sky because he doesn't even want to like visualize it really in his mind and see me so he's like baby listen um i just want to make sure you out here being safe 
you know what I'm talking about because I was watching Oprah <laughs> and uh, they were talking about some things that happened to some women and they thought the man was clean and he wasn't and um, I just want you to be safe. Literally never looking, literally never looked at me. I was like, all right, daddy, like I don't even no, understand what's going on. But me and my okay. mom, we didn't even necessarily have to have the talk. But when I... I was also very open with my parents. When I became sexually active, I told my mom. She knew it was up. She was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the doctor. You're going to get on birth control. Hell no, I'm not telling my dad. I'm pretty sure my mom told my dad, but that Uh, ain't going to be a conversation I'm having with my father. I watched Black Lightning? No. Mm -hmm. Y'all just. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Shay. I know y'all watch it. Remember, y'all said it. The daughter tells both parents when she's about to be sexually active, they asked her and she complied. And one of the the reason why I like the show is shows those are some real. I think it hits on so yeah, many. Yeah, it hits some things. real good topics. It does that's on UPN? It does. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the CW. CW. Or CW, my bad. CW. No, you hit it we right old. with UPN. Yeah, we UPN. Uh, <laughs> but when he when she told him, I think what was good because I as a parent, I'm sure maybe you too as a parent have that same struggle. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? I, I live in this I world. Think I, I want to know. know. I want to know. I want to know, but I don't. When she tells you, I just want to know you're safe. How hard is it going to be to play it? It's going to break my fucking heart. Cool to play it calm to maintain your composure because I, I can I see know. me having like a whole struggle inside myself, having to walk away and come back, and I don't want to create the uncomfortable space where she doesn't you then want to come space? back. You have right, that niggas space. might have to console me. Like I might literally no, shed a for tear. Real. That's what I was getting ready to say. I happens. feel like it wouldn't even be a, a angry emotion. It would be more I'll, like it no, be angry. I'll be what sad. my baby. It'd just be like because you're not my baby, baby no more. Like you my baby, but ah uh, nah man. I I don't. Uh, I won't just change the topic. I like, remember I had to talk to my grandfather about being sexually active. It was so your bizarre. grandfather. On my my grandfather is a very inquisitive man. He asks a lot of questions all the time. So I was actually leaving to go I'm to Kutztown. So for whatever reason, I think he just wanted to know that I was still pure, and he learned that I wasn't. So it kind of fucked him up a little bit. He was like, "Cause you, you're. I don't know what we were talking. About. He was like, "Cause you, you're still a virgin, right?" And I just looked like, <laughs> like I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to lie to my grandfather, sure. but I didn't necessarily want to have this conversation. Sometimes. And he was just like, "Uh, okay." That, Sometimes you, know, that you gotta the spare the innocent, save his heart. No, I didn't want to lie to him. Save my heart. I didn't want to lie to him. Don't save my heart. Shit, man. Oh, he was so taken aback. I, I think it was because I was going away. Like to I said, niggas might have to console me. Like niggas might literally have to carry me out. Like the like we just lost the game in the fourth quarter, <laughs> the playoffs and shit <laughs> on the road to the championship. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I might have to shed a thug tear. I might, but also I think that if you I like, I guess you seen what I was doing to your mama you, that night when you was in the crib. You know what you sow into your children. You know, After you kind of know their minds. You know what I mean. So it might not. It'll worry you. I don't. I don't think you guys are going to cry. I think you'll. You'll. You'll just. You'll have confidence in them. Hopefully, that's always the hope that you have confidence Absolutely. in your children. That we we raised them right and we gave them certain values and principles is still the actual. It's like any like you could be prepared as you want to for it. But when it actually happens, it still hurts. When your grandparent passed away, you know they're going to die. You know they're going to die. At some point. But still it still hurts. hurts when it happens. It still hurts. It's just some yeah. things you just can never be Good prepared analogy, for. Bro. 
still hurt. All right, let's kind of. So your daughter's it. having sex. Is whoa, whoa, to, nigga, we was off the heat. Just sorry, I'm just saying it's equivalent to your grandparents dying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the same level of emotion you knew it was gonna come, but damn, <laughs> still hurt. God, why couldn't you keep her for a little bit? For two more years. You know what I'm saying I just need two more years. I mean, I, I, I can't, it can't. So is this nigga it. gonna marry you? Like, what's the plan? No, I ain't that bad. I'm but none of that. No. I'm a. Oh, I think the older y'all get, y'all just be like, oh god. <laughs> like I told, so I have a date tomorrow, and I was telling my dad because I wanted to know if he could watch Mickey. He was like, "You got a date? Like, still, I'm 31. You got a date with who? Yeah, What's his name? All person, such person. and such. Da da da. And he was like, Ah, I, I mean, I don't care. I don't want to meet that man. I don't want to meet nobody till they somebody. You know what I'm talking about? Well, like, yeah. my mama. Say less. I was like, yeah, I fully understand. That's 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 actually the rule of life. Yeah. I don't even be don't wanting chicks. I, iffy nigga around here. I mm-hmm. remember chicks used to try to introduce me to their parents. Like, Whoa, we ain't that, that serious. I we ain't gonna do all that. Cause I don't even want your daddy to see me on the street. I'm like, nigga, I ain't seen you around in a while. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. It's on purpose, sir. It's <laughs> a reason for that. You understand, right? Oh, all right. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna understand shit. That's the 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 dichotomy. And, uh, yeah, let's just change the subject. You think about all the yeah, things you've done with women and all this shit, and it just gets what? hard to niggas swallow. with daughters. Let's put a let's put a, a iceberg slim had nice three daughters. Bo on his surviving R. Kelly. Mm. Bo. One all thing right. I'm very interested in, and I'm going to be doing <coughs> research on. This is my word. I want to research how many men. <coughs> Understand molestation, and then I want to define it for them, and then get a poll of how many black men were molested. I think we're talking over 50%. I think that if we really broke down what molestation is, then we'll understand it more. We'll understand it more, and we'll find out that more or black just as many men and boys have been inappropriately touched full-on raped or molested at some point in their youth and never processed it, never thought about it, never realized it happened to them, never realized what was happening to them. It yeah. felt good, so they thought it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand what was going on to them. Because where I understand R. Kelly is, he said in the documentary he was molested and it woke up his hormones too early. And I completely understand that. My hormones were weak and early. I completely understand Whoa. that. And what you wind up doing with that, you know, depends on the person. But I could, I, in a lot of ways, can say that I have paralleled R. Kelly. I've manipulated plenty of women. Hurt people hurt people. I was molested for years. But it's, been it's fucking since I was seven. But I don't even think it's tied to that. I think that's just, of course, it's part of it. The manipulation is one thing. Abuse. Manipulation for me comes from multiple places. I know, but... Divorced manip- parents, you learn how to manipulate that. No, uh, but manipulation, that could be a form of me- mental abuse. Mm-hmm. But there's another aspect or a level of abuse that he took it to. No, so I'll graduate to it. Yeah. So I understand. <laughs> I don't want you to align... I, I, I just also, don't want you to align no, yourself with that, yeah, man. I'll go. 
I'm saying, uh, so I understand the hormones waking up too early. I understand being sexually active at such a young age that sex literally becomes a part of your life. Like, for some people, sex is an addition. Sex is a bonus. Sex is, hey, hooray, I got some yams or I got some pipe. When you've been having sex since you were in single digits, it becomes almost an expectation. You think something's wrong if you... And this is just not a blanket statement. This is me having a separate thought process about why R. Kelly got to the place that he's in now and paralleling it to my experiences. When you wind up having sex at seven and eight, by the time you're 14, you still fucking, you're now becoming a perpetrator. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest with myself, I can say I was a perpetrator. I never forced or took. But that girl in middle school, those girls, I can't say that girl, those girls in middle school who I was getting to show me their breasts, let me suck their breasts, let me play with your vagina, let me penetrate your vagina, I'm the first one. I was teaching girls more about their body than they knew about their body. Oh, you're going to bleed. Here's the blood. Let that go. Next time you won't bleed. We're going to have sex. I was doing all that type of stuff. And... Graduate to high school. I mean, graduate to high school. I'm still fucking, right? You know the things we was doing, right? Graduate to college. <laughs> again, you know coasting. the things we was doing. <laughs> but then, then even in my twenties, I was working six women, six or more women at a time. Was honest. Hey, you're not my girl. I'm fucking other girls. I was so bold as to assign numbers to these women. You're my number one. You're my number three. I told them they were a basketball team. You come off the bench. I had never had nobody trapped in the house, but I had six women like R. Kelly did. There were rules like R. Kelly. Not the same rules, but there were rules. But you I, can't come on the day that's not your day. You can't do this. You don't talk to her. That's that's managing your life, it sounds like to me, though. That's, manage, that's pimp shit. And that's the same shit. That's but, just shit I learned from watching pet movies. But obviously. they were they and were the grown, same adult, thing. and consenting oh, women. Oh yeah, all grown adults, all and, consenting women. And, but at and, the same time, I understand how you graduate. Because what happens is you graduate. You start at this space. Think about porn. Mm -hmm. This is the parallel I like to make. If you think about porn, if you really, really, really watch porn a lot, you start off with softcore maybe or some hardcore just penetration. Next thing you know, you're watching threesomes. Next thing you know, you're watching orgies. Now you know what a bukkake is. You know now you know what is. this is. Now you know what that, That's a perfect is. analogy. You, it just goes and goes, goes and goes. Goes down and a rabbit hole. You started down here. And at one point, you were satisfied with that. 30 seconds, you bust a nut. No. All of a sudden, it takes you five minutes. All of yeah. a sudden, that's not enough. Yeah. And you got to go higher and but the, higher and higher. But that's the thing, too, though. My threshold is relatively low because I could see a scene one time like Bukaki or some shit, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's disgusting! I ain't watching that." Bukaki's shit not for me. It's yeah, like I, it's just, I actually learned what a Bukaki fest was from Sons of Anarchy. It yeah. was oh, like yeah. one episode. Yeah, they, they did like, mention it on yeah, there. They had uh -huh. they they did like the Asian there. group of people. And it was like a, they they had the porn company, right? Didn't they like for they a had time? a whole porn oh, company? The porn yeah. company. Yeah. And they had, they had the, I think I remember them saying mention it on the show. Actually, it wasn't for the porn. It was they just used the porn girls to get these men. But, even if you explore these things, you realize what you're not willing to do or sure. engage in and indulge in. And, and like I said, there's times where you feel like 
yo, I'm wild. Like, I'm super freak. Like, I'd do anything with my lady. And then you see some super freaky shit, and you're like, oh, well, maybe not. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively conservative, actually, after all. So I think it's just like, you don't just stay steady. But um, I think there's just levels to it, of course. Mm-hmm. There's levels to everything. But to a, I think with an abuser of women in that fashion, in the way that he does it, maybe it's money, power, and pimp culture and shit like that that he associates with, but he still has an illness behind it. No, no, no. All facts. Yeah. That's just like, I'm not aligning myself with him. I'm just challenging people to... R. Kelly is what your son could be. Right. Maybe to a lesser degree, maybe less power, influence, properties to take these women to. Five bedrooms, can't do it. You don't got the cash. I'm saying I was doing something not similar, but could have graduated to (coughs) out of an apartment. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that we need to start paying attention to our boys with the same intensity that we pay attention to our our girls. Our girls, right. Because our boys are being touched Mm -hmm. inappropriately by family. Think about it like this. The little girl who was perped on by the uncle or the aunt is now perping on the younger cousin. Mm -hmm. That happens. That's a real thing. And we ignore, I think, I know because I'm in the field. I'm going to be just honest. We ignore our boys so much with the sexual health piece that they become the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to cut not it even off. that you just ignore it. You, you almost make a boy feel like if he says something like, if he's wrong, wrong with you. It's a problem. Yeah. Ah, right. Like, wait, you, you ain't right. like it? You're supposed Why to like it. Why was I supposed to enjoy that? And, yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. And it's it, a lot that we need to to discuss. Can I ask? All right, so can I ask? Um, we can I hearken us back to Seppin Reed and the artist from the Genius because I just want to push this conversation further. I mean the Genius. I mean whatever. The what is it? The artist from the art. Yeah, the artist yeah. from the art. Mm. Of course, he's the very one who created it. All that shit. But are we really judging people that still like the stepping? Now, people that go to his concerts, buy his tickets, women that still date him, him and court him. His streams fight, dog. No, his that's, that's not surprising. Because certain people that watch that documentary, they might be of the newer millennial mm-hmm. elk that weren't really all the way up on what R. Kelly's impact was and yeah. had to go back sure. and listen to the music. Yeah. So I can think, I can attribute some of that to curiosity. Yeah. What I will give. Uh, a nod to is that you know there are people that just enjoy his music mm-hmm. but don't really like him as a person and that's like that with me for everybody like my favorite box is Floyd Mayweather I don't like him as a person some of your favorite rappers some of your favorite you would not like them as people some people are really nasty some people are really mean when you come into mm-hmm. contact Bill Cosby's a great another great example of that but he had an amazing show R. Kelly has amazing music, of course. Like, at, I don't want for it to be a judging fest when Stepping the Name of Love come on and your aunt them get up there and start two-stepping I'm shit. Judging and everybody the like, DJ played it. You, 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 you're all wrong for dancing to this song. I'm and judging people getting you, you, you. Why the fuck are you spinning this functions. record? Dog. We, we played, do? like, classic R&B on the Alexa, the Amazon mm-hmm. joint. 
Fucking R. Kelly came on. This was Saturday. Everybody on Everybody was like, whoa, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> like, we were so like, uh-uh. Get it the fuck out of here. I don't want it. No. All right. So and that's where I'm at. Because it feel like, listen, I will tell you personally, <laughs> pork bacon is amazing. Like, delicious. <laughs> okay. Where are you going with this? Yeah. I would never put pork bacon in my mouth again, though. Like, it's just not my thing. I But I did once enjoy it. So I get the fact of letting things you enjoy go. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel bad that I really enjoy pork bacon. I don't think, I, don't, I can't the make that. flavor of pork bacon. I don't think bacon. there's a false equivalent. Pork it's, bacon it's is false, delicious. I don't see eat what I'm it. Saying. I won't eat I it. I know it's bad for me. It's I know I shouldn't eat it. Definitely bad for you. Very but I wouldn't, and I wouldn't eat it, but it's fucking delicious. We sure, all agree. this is very delicious. Especially I, if you got I the mean, fat bubbles on it. <laughs> there you oh go. I, That's, I, 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 I just want you to go I definitely understand. Going. I understand. Yeah. So, I don't want to feel bad that I like his fucking music. Like, that shit is boggling for me because it's just like, yes. And and it's just this new outrage for me is just frustrating to watch mm-hmm. because I lied to you not after we saw that video me and my homies then went and made remixes of his songs we done clowned this nigga for years we been saying fuck that nigga he a mm-hmm. rapist he make good music then he rapes but he rapes little girls fuck mm-hmm. that nigga and after that shit happened and it boiled over and this is why I'm mad at the justice system for not giving those girls justice because before we failed them they failed them and oh, yeah. I mean as much as we felt, you know, those girls, because putting a face to the victims is different. When you hear those girls' stories, it touches you emotionally. And you're like, damn, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That that's, part. That's why it was good. That, yeah, that part was the where, where the documentary connected for me. But outside of that, it's just like, all right, when, the, when money can buy people out of these situations, when we allow this shit to walk and then turn around, there's women still dating him. Not just little girls, but grown women mm-hmm. that are fully aware of this, still enabling that. Be- you're enabling that behavior even more than a, sh- a fuck a stream. There are people hands-on in this shit and, and, and continuing his process of abuse. So it's just like, cancel culture can work. We can stop listening to his music. We can stop streaming it. We can stop doing all that shit. Fuck R. Kelly, ban R. Kelly. There are still people that are going to show up to his shows, there are still women that are going to sleep with that man. And what can we do to combat that? I don't think no. anything. No, lock his ass up. Does it Locking his ass up, then it's different. Right. But his path of abuse will not end well, by us boycotting his music. Well, well, I hope that happens. Any vote for you, Shay? You ready to move on? Yeah, I'm ready to fuck R. Kelly. That's my bow. Don't fuck R. Kelly. Do not <laughs> fuck R. Kelly. That's the real bow. He's got the hurt, apparently. Be and careful. he'd be... And he might fuck you up and lock you in a bedroom and have you pissing in a bucket. And, and you pee know. and poop on you. Nobody want that. Drip, drip, drip. But the peeing shows you the escalation. I'm sure he wasn't peeing on people for at a long 16, time. 17, of course 18, not. early 20s. Mm-hmm. You evolve into this type of thing. And he doesn't like that people are clowning him. Like People like think that making jokes about it is wrong. I know the victims is, are hurt and affected by it, but the fact is, he is too. I, I really so feel that way. That's, I, agree. I can I can only, I have agree with that. Based off what's come out recently, it does seem like he's affected by those types A of things. A lot. But the reason why I can't make jokes about it, and I, you're right, I have made jokes about it before. I've probably laughed at jokes about it before. The reason why I can't now is because watching that documentary, like you said, put a face to it. And to once the, the face was assigned to it, 
and real uh, emotional connection became true for me. And I don't know if it was, I was listening to another interview if it was in a documentary, but one of the women was talking about how she sees these things and it, it affects her. Traumatizes yeah. Her. It affects her. That was and one I of the first that. things I saw. That was the girl that, um, jokes, all yeah. the keys about it, all the funny things. And I don't, I mean, I don't like that culture with us now anyway. Social media makes everything a everything fucking joke. Everything can't be a joke. It, it, everything can't be a joke. Like, I don't understand a parent that goes on, a parent of a girl that goes on social media and jokes about this shit. Like, I don't, but it couldn't be you because it's not you. It would be your daughter. Right. I don't, I don't understand that. I there, just don't understand the narrative. It could definitely be, it could be me. It could be anybody. It could be any of us. Best we can to raise our daughters, but life experiences outside of it our happens. supervision, all that matters just as much as what we have like after and instilled in them. It's really and it I've, could I've be that, charism- shit that charismatic person that swoops them off their feet. Exactly. And I could have taken my daughter to Tiffany's, to all the nicest places, bought all the nicest thing, made did my best to make sure nothing a guy ever does impresses her. But who knows? Yep. Mm-hmm. I've experienced shit that my dad wouldn't understand. Like he just wouldn't understand how it could happen. Because I did everything. We were both there as parents. We did everything we could to make sure you had a sound mind. But I still experienced shit that I, in the moment, I knew it wasn't something that was for me. But I still, you know what I'm saying? I still got into it. Whatever. But you, it, Mm. it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It could be your child. So think about that before you make something a laughing fucking matter. Think about the person whose child it is. Think about the child who it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything ain't fucking funny. Look how we about to make this spin, cause I I, I don't want to keep. It, I'm starting. I know to we could literally. Yeah, I, we can go on for days. Cause on, I, I have on, a never on. mind. I have like a similar, like a family similar situation with one of my family members, and she preferred. I think she prefers abusive relationships. That to this effect. So way way back in the day, she had a good man. It's like an iceberg slim situation. Mm. So she had a good man, right? And she left him for a nigga that wasn't shit. Of course, start beating her ass. Family finds out about it. Of course, nobody's going to let that happen to you. Like, you out your fucking mind. Go check the nigga. She goes back to him. Cool. She ultimately leaves that situation. Has kids out of the situation, but she leaves that situation. Whatever. Go on to another situation. Again, nigga, another nigga beating her ass. You know, knocked her teeth out. All types of shit. Niggas go check him. Whatever happens, what happens, she end up going back to this thing. So you have a pattern of getting your ass with people come stick up for you. You leave for like a week, but then ultimately you go back. Years go by. She comes back around because we don't see her for periods like when she's away. Mm-hmm. Of course, this isolation thing. Years go by. She comes back around with another nigga that's we know, but we don't really know like that. But we know him like. Is that he's associated with uh, with our with other people in our family. Anyway, so he comes around, you know, they're parading her, they talking. He coming down to the family functions and shit. Like, but you can see the signs of abuse of the way he talked to her at times like that. So of course, not around us. You not niggas start checking him. Oh no, ain't nothing like that. Long behold, it turns out like that. She confides in somebody. Somebody like, all right, listen, I'm gonna get you out of the situation. You know, put you up somewhere. You know what I mean? Remove you, whatever, what have you. This bitch 
when people trying to help her. That's what I said. You wash your hands of it. It's a goes back time. to the nigga, tells him everything everybody's trying to do to help her. Gets mad at the people that's trying to help her. Like, flip the whole situation around. It's just like, yes, at a certain point, you have to wash your hands with a motherfucker that's complicit in their abuse. And to what effect can you help a fucking adult that subjects themselves? People get comfortable in situations, regardless of what the situation is. It's a familiarity with it that they would prefer that over other things. She was comfortable in these abusive spaces. She was comfortable in it. So to move into something else, she wouldn't even know how to function because it's outside of the system that she operates in. She's comfortable there. And it's like really, it's nothing you can do when you try and you got to wash your hands at some point because nine times out of 10, you're causing yourself more stress and more frustration than it's worth to them. So why do it? And this time, and this last time here, I was saying, don't, Talk to me about it. I don't care. Like I'm out of my business. Like, like shut the fuck up. I don't yeah, I I really literally, like she would she tried to talk to me about it. Be like, oh, I don't, don't want to hear that shit. You'll be back. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yeah, abuse. Topic switch. Yes, please. Hit yeah. It. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Uh, Where was we at? Y'all got any say? takes on the government shutdown? Uh, one in history at this point. Is it really over the wall? Yes, Donald Trump has made it, made it very clear. If he don't get his billions for the wall, he's not signing any uh, money. What's it called? He's not signing any bills that have to do with money to finance government. Well, the partial government that's currently shut down, which is Homeland Security. It's just such an oxymoron. It's not even oxymoronic. It's just such hypocritical. I want this wall to protect us. But Homeland Security shut down. down is affecting is the people that protect us. <laughs> FBI not getting paid. TSA not, TSA getting, paid. not getting paid. Homeland Security not getting paid. Border Security is not getting paid. ATF. Not getting paid. Like all the people that you talking about are to protect us that you are, are not getting paid. Not so you're up. And then you go to Texas, talk to the people about the wall, the people you say want the wall, and the one woman tells you they're already tunneling under the walls we have now. They stopped using this one. They got another one over here. We know about them. They're, they're tunnels. Wait, but, but here's, here's one thing. I want to take <laughs> Don't we know that Mexicans we are moles? We know these motherfuckers can build talk well, the tunnel. This, it was this meme <laughs> that said um, it was like a picture of America. No disrespect to the Mexicans, but yeah, y'all some digging motherfuckers. And there's a, um, it was like, this is the wall. This is everywhere the fuck else they can get in. Like, yeah, I saw what that are one. we... What are we really doing, fam? What about by boat? What about the port of Miami? I forgot about that. <sighs> where the Cubans came in at. So I, but I, we weren't we supposed to fund the wall. We were not supposed to fund the what, wall. What, the Mexicans paying for the wall? That was his original Mexicans thing. Didn't the, the Mexican wall. president climb up on the wall and sit there? He sat on the wall. Because there's already, there's already wall. What happened? You got the court so fucking short. Based on what the laptop is, every time y'all pull my shit, and I'm getting annoyed. Um, but uh, yeah, they've already had one of the Mexican presidents climb on the wall. You show me a ten foot wall, I'll show you an eleven foot ladder. I mean, like I just don't even understand why we still on this shit. This is a power trip at this point, fam. It can't be anything else. Like it can't be. There is somebody. It's a power trip, but more than a power trip, it's strategic. If Donald Trump doesn't deliver on this wall. How can he get elected again? Because he that was his chief. 
build that wall. Mm -hmm. He had people chanting that shit. Who's gonna pay for it? Mexico. But the Mexicans ain't paying for He's it. Now, but, There's a deal, but though. Remember, a... remember, his people are not, and now I'm stereotyping and I'm broadly speaking, but in general, his supporter, his base, are not second level, third level thinkers. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So if he now says, well, we're gonna get the money back. Based off uh, the new trade, uh, trade uh, deal, barter that we then the follow up question is Well, sir, if I'm paying for it out of my taxes, is that to say you're going to reimburse my tax money? That or is that just going to be filtered yeah, back into America, yeah, into the somehow. American economy? That don't come in my pocket. Not I need my money back, right? If you're saying they're going to basically reimburse me, pay me, pay us back, then I want my money back. Not America to have the money. They can't back. even give a straight answer of how this trade deal is actually going to filter the money back in. Like it is, it literally is baffling at this point that this is still a fucking conversation. I really. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what the whole fucking point of the wall is. Like, I mean, I know, the, I, I know what the no, goal is. The wall. <laughs> Make Here's what we have to I know what the goal is. Donald Trump and what he played into to get elected, mm -hmm. what his base really believes in. It's about feelings. The wall makes me feel safe. You can tell me that they're tunneling under the wall, climbing over the wall, going around the wall. Right. Most terrorists are coming in through legal ports of entry, such as airports and boats. Most drugs are coming in through legal ports of entry, such as airplanes and boats. But the wall makes me feel safe. It's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. all about the feeling. And Donald it's Trump does such a great job bizarre. at playing towards just Yeah, you know what uh, D.L. Hughley said that was perfect? He said that Barack Obama is who we aspire to be. Donald Trump is who America is. Like, that sounds true to me. That, like that. that hit the nail on the head just as a whole, not really individually but that hit the nail on the head i think donald trump has watered down what we all pretty much thought was the sophisticated side of government or politics period for me he has made it seem elementary he's for me he's made it feel like <laughs> anybody can be president and yeah. i think that is not a good precedent no nope. i want i would love kids to aspire to be all these high things but at the same time I want things to be just out of reach yeah. for most like you really want it you really want it you really gotta go get it you really, you really gotta, gotta, go gotta earn it. it you gotta have the resume when Donald Trump becomes president it's kind of like you just gotta make some people like you and talk about what you feel and Find out what other, other people, people want to feel. Yeah, find out what other people It's like a feeling. comedian, just saying what people and think, play to but that. don't say. Because this whole thing has been about feelings. The walk is 100% about feelings. He's a weirdo. What we have learned now is that there are spots with wall, yeah. with gate, with that coverage. They're getting around. That they go around, that they saw, that they cut through, that they go under, that they go over, or go through the water. Can't put a wall... These through a river. These niggas is Can't tunneling. Can't put a wall through the desert. <laughs> like, These niggas tunnel out of prison. Like, they tunnel out of everything. Their, their top guys are tunneling out of prison. They got dirt bikes in the tunnel. They you got whole that. fucking dirt bikes in the tunnel. <laughs> it's a thing, like. These niggas got nothing but time. And their drugs and are still the going to get into the country. they got nothing but time. And they have the resources and the numbers. Because who's, 
who's doing the tunnel one? They the, got the resources the drug, and the numbers. Right. The drug the drug dealers are still the cartels are making it happen. If I say oh, if I run a cartel and I have say even a billion dollars at my disposal and I say to a person who's not bringing home who's bringing home a hundred dollars a month right. or a week, I'll give you twenty G's. Right. To do that, don't worry about what it is because we run in the government anyway, so you ain't got to worry about that. Why wouldn't I fucking dig this tunnel? Right. So they got the money, they got the resources. The government shutdown is all about power. I have a problem with both parties because mm-hmm. the Democrats could do could be smarter. Here's a question for you. Democrats okay. have Nancy Pelosi, the House Majority Leader has said that the wall is immoral. And this is why, this is what messes it up for me. Because it makes me want to agree with with the Republicans. How is a wall immoral? How is a gate immoral? I think it's it's the date and time where that touchy-feely shit, right? (coughs) Where we're making everything um, about, you know, people's feelings. (coughs) And about... Uh, just the emotional side of things and not really using our rationale when coming into addressing these issues. So, yeah, her calling it immoral, I don't really subscribe to that feeling because I don't feel it's immoral. I just feel it don't make fucking sense make to sense build a wall. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't just doesn't make sense, sense logistically. So it has nothing to do with how I feel or how it makes people feel about a fucking wall being there. I don't think the Mexicans are looking at that wall like, this is a human human rights issue. The, it, <laughs> like, I don't I don't I know. But what we what American government tells us is that more Mexicans are actually leaving than coming. Again with the drugs coming in through legal ports of entry for the most part, with terrorists coming in for legal ports of entry for the most part, with the vast majority of the illegal immigrants simply being visa overstays. We know where the problems are. The wall is all about feelings. It's all about feelings. Wow. I agree. Like this wall is going to make America safe. How? How? Who's so? Who's committing terrorism in this country? The wall makes sense if we are at war with Mexico. Are we afraid that Mexico is going to invade us? The wall stops and we shoot over the wall like a castle type of thing. This it just doesn't really make sense in any type of way. I try to spin it in my mind. Now certain spots, I'm sure it may make sense logistically. A low volume spot, put a wall there, put a gate there, with some drones or some shit. I don't freaking know. Let me not act like I'm an architecture or study this stuff. If we were bordering Afghanistan, I would agree. Sure. Syria, Syria. <laughs> I would agree about a fucking wall. This is not the Alamo. What's that shit called? That was the Alamo. What was that in the eighteen hundreds? Oh, you don't here, but I know. Remember the Alamo. This, this is not those times anymore. Like that shit is over. Like, there's no, there's no. I don't see no need for it. If, but I'm just, I'm just looking at it like it's fucked up that they are playing with people's livelihood. This political game. Eight hundred thousand workers. We gotta stop. Media has to stop saying eight hundred thousand workers or eight hundred thousand people. You gotta really say eight hundred thousand families. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. 
and, and yeah. that and that's the part that boggles me that that triples at, at least triples your number. Didn't he say at one point? I don't know what I was watching, but he said at some conference that the people that are um, without pay understand that it's for yeah, the greater yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah that's now, what he said. That's exactly what you took the words out of him. Nobody, nobody, nobody agrees with you. Say, I voted for Trump. I like him most of what he's done, but I just I can't really get around this. I can't support this. I don't like this because now it's fucking your shit up. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's how it goes. Now you see why he was a bad choice. Yeah. Oh. They came for the such and we such. I said wall. nothing. Five point yeah. six billion dollars to build this wall. What? Like? Who's getting that contract? Oh, who got? We need to ask. You, we should ask that, that question. Five point six. We should Imagine ask. Imagine if you put that we, in the we, Department of Education. We should ask who's getting that contract, though. I think well, we should really should. Get the money first before you. Can no, get we should really see the money. You gotta what follow the money. Well, yeah, who follow with these? The money. It was. It was. He had like I think it was. You can call it a competition or whatever. People submitted bids designs to bids. Be, we gotta see who's funding these com- companies. Who the owners are. All that shit. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Whether or not they're Trump supporters or not. And shit like that. I don't know. This shit is dumb. Like, come on, fam. Let's uh, stop with the government shutdown. Like, you a clown for this. And that's just what it is. I just know people personally that's being affected by it. So it's just like, yo. Like, usually when the government do some shit, it's not really. The fucked up you, part is people still got to report to work. Yes. Like, if they got to report to work. And, and do their job. And do their job. Shay, you have been. Bro, I don't know if you currently are, but you have been. Um, essential. What's the word I'm looking for? Urgent staff, essential staff. Essential I am staff. essential staff right. currently. Still. And so, wow. Yeah. Your essential staff is is mostly essential staff that has to come in. If your essential staff, but your agency, your company is funded by the government, you're not getting paid, but you're essential staff and you're working with these kids. You going to save these babies, Shay? For free? Um, but I'll pay you. I'll pay you at some point. Nah, not possibly. every day. I mean, I might some days, but no. Like, it ain't, when I wake up, I'm not going to be thinking, ah, got to get to work. I work. love, and I love my job. You know what? I love what I do, but you paying me for what the fuck I do. My job's not easy. You, you know, <laughs> you at, got me fucked up. at this juncture, it boils down to this for me. If I get paid, right, to do a job, if I'm not doing my job, I get fired. I don't get paid, so I don't get fired. I mean, you know, whatever. I do my job, so I don't get fired, whatever. You pay me so that I don't quit. That so that I'll do my job and not quit. If you're not paying me, how do you expect for me to do my job? What would motivate me? I have been on plenty of panels about workplace morale. The one consistent thing, I don't care what field you're in, the one consistent answer that you get from workers to improve morale, money. So I'm going to flip that script. The one thing you can fuck up to <laughs> destroy morale is fuck with somebody's money. Right. So you start fucking with money, a motherfucking money, they push it in perspective. Get real clear. Real shit quick. gets real clear. Real quick. They push it in perspective. All this time I've been sacrificing time with my family, my loved ones, sacrificing this, sacrificing that for this job, to maintain this job, to and feed you're my not family. Paying now me. I can't fucking feed my family. I'm driving an Uber to pay my freaking car note. F that be. Nah. 
That's that's what this government shutdown has led to. I don't know, man. Essential staff. Your food's not being inspected. FDA sucks. I don't think nobody. That's my position. FDA sucks, but for what they do, do they ain't doing it right now. Hell no. You get your tax return, your W two. I haven't. It won't be. I think they said ten to twelve percent of the IRS is working. Ten to twelve percent. Wow. Now you still paying your taxes? I get paid on Thursday. I bet you my fucking shit gonna be out. You gonna have my shit taxed? Oh, without a doubt, no doubt about it. I can't get my goddamn W two. No doubt about it. You still getting taxed though. Still government getting ain't taxed though. Government shut down, but we ain't shut down. Yeah, shut down. You know <laughs> money in. I my cash, man. We still need that money for that wall, just in case yeah. we build the motherfucker. We allocate These the funds. Government for shutdowns are badly. What area of life could that possibly work? Hey, you're gonna do this for me. I've been paying you to do it, but I'm not gonna pay you this time. I'm not gonna pay you next time. I'm gonna have you. You're gonna keep doing this for me. And I may pay you, may not. We haven't really made a decision on that. I might, so you have to just, you know, whatever about that. Figure it out for yourself. You know. Yeah, you got bills. Here, I'm gonna draft a letter for you to provide to your you know these uh, to tell them that you know what they already know. You're not getting paid, and give you an extension. Use your credit cards. Take out a loan. How many people? It's some inhumane shit, cattle type shit. Are we like, not we thinking are about cattle. the interest? That it, right. If I take out a loan, I have to pay more back. All right. Uh, yeah, this is my topic. Yes. So, what are your five essentials to a healthy relationship? I was so upset I didn't have enough time. I like was like five, five but I saw it like at like five fifty five. I was like, God damn it! I wanted, All right, I wanted to write I mine down, but I don't have it. So, number one is communication. Um, we need to be able to fucking communicate. Properly, honest communication, not just saying shit to have shit being said. We're going to have some of the same stuff, so we should start yeah. write that shit down, Daryl, so we can cancel off when people hire. Right. Communication is one. The next one is I need to have confidence in you. Hmm. I, and I need you to have confidence in me because I feel like if we don't have confidence in each other, we'll start doing shit, stepping on each other's toes, reg- resentments will grow. And I say this having experienced it in a previous relationship. I And it wasn't that I didn't necessarily have confidence in the person, but I'm just a get-it-done type of person. If I feel like you're dragging your feet on something, then I'm going to do it. That doesn't mean I don't think you were going to do it. I just didn't think you were doing it fast enough. And But that built resentment. From him or you? From him. Towards me, because it was like, oh, you don't think I know how to do shit and get it done. So... <laughs> That is what. Like gonna mock his voice, like you just couldn't say that. <laughs> right, you like couldn't say it normal. No, no. So um, I think confidence in my partner is good, is important, not good. Um, I need to be attracted to you. Like I fucking gotta. It's important. Like physically, mentally, all the attractions. I need to have them all at some point do they all necessarily need to be there at once nah fam but in the beginning probably but i need to be attracted to to you yeah in the beginning yeah i need to be attracted to you sex is important um we have to be compatible sexually if you're in the shit that i'm not into or i'm in the shit that you're not into again resentments will be built 
walls might be put up, walls might be, you know, <laughs> demolished and not by you. And that's just a part of it. I don't know what the fifth one is, though. I don't know what the fifth Follow one is. Question. Did they mark four check boxes and not one, or three and not two? How are we? How willing are you to compromise on those five slots not being fully? I think I need eighty percent. So you gonna have to hit five. I mean four of the five. And we can build on. Yeah. Work on stuff. Eighty twenty rule. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm gonna need eighty percent. What do you want to compromise on? And or work. Well, I only said on? four, so right now I can't compromise on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Help this situation and <laughs> conversation progress. I can't compromise <laughs> on anything right now. Um, what are you willing to work with, work with somebody on? I mean, obviously, attracting. Oh, you know what? As a parent, um, our parenting styles, while they might not. No, here's this is what I was thinking. Um, we need to know our roles in this relationship. I feel like you need to know who you are, what your purpose is here, and I need to know what my purpose is here. Because if we don't know that, if we just going at this thing half cock, not even fully understanding who we are, how we fit into the pocket of things, I feel like it's not going to, it's not going to work. Here's my five. Got you. So what was that? The last we need one? to know our roles in the relationship know and what our purposes your are. Role. Shut your mouth. Shut your. I mean, really. Rudy Pooh ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Shit, right? one. I can roll with those. All right, you on Ray? My five. See, that's why I needed to write these down because mm -hmm. I didn't want to regurgitate. Kind of, I knew we would probably hit some of the same shit. Mm -hmm. So attractiveness. Um, yes, I have to be attracted to you, and I think we need to talk about this because people do this from time to time. Think once you get in a relationship, you fall off, and that you don't have to, you know, be presentable and you can um, walk we around. Talked about this in length. Yeah. Time. Um. I don't think we should let ourselves go. So to continue to build upon attractiveness and make that an everyday thing, not a when I met you thing. Let's not do that. Um, secondly, would definitely have to be honesty. Third, got to be secure with yourself. I cannot deal with somebody that's insecure. Cannot deal with somebody that are unsure of themselves and you know, need to be made to feel comfortable about themselves and everything that you do and all that weird shit. It's not my cup of tea. Um, did I say honesty already? Yeah. I can't stand a lying asshole. It's just be fraud. And <laughs> respectable. Respectful, excuse me. Um, shit no, respectful. About. You got to be respectful. You got to respect the people around you. I will observe that. Then respect me. Um, I'm sorry. It just says a lot about somebody. Anybody that I see being disrespectful in any way, it's a no-go. It's a done bun. Not going to work. And fifth. Fifth, fifth, fifth. Uh, I just want somebody that has fucking sense. Like, if you, you don't have to be a PhD scholar, but if you, a, if I can't hold a conversation with you, if you're an idiot, if you're in the first world shit, if you're not really concerned about shit that actually matters to the world, as far as shit that's important, if you're just, 
very surface level again like i said and you know think about the smaller and minor shit in life and you like to talk about it and harbor on that shit just won't work so i think that's my five simple shit to fill ladies you know i'm not on the market anyway but you know if y'all needed to know may help you in your next endeavor so my five start with my three L's trademark. Don't try to steal my shit. Three I'm three L's. Really it's trademarked. I'm not lying. What like love and lust? What you gonna write a book? Yeah, my really three L's. It's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a self help book. Three L's is a successful relationship. Like love, love and, and lust. Is it really trademarked? Yeah, though? Shay, you really want to steal my shit? Don't yeah. try to write a book or an you, essay. Or I can't because I don't feel like it's trademarked. You writing the book? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a put the trademark thing on the social media so everybody knows where. Uh, so I've said it before I'll say it again like I think that like has to be very much at the foundation of a relationship I think that like is enduring if we get to a point where I don't like you anymore then things must have went very wrong maybe I'm not now I have to question if I really ever liked you in the first place if I don't like you because I don't understand how I could stop liking a person if I liked you, I liked you. Unless you changed, and I have an issue with the word change with people. So unless you really, really, really changed, I should like you. Lust. I fully and truly believe that lust can heal. Lust in the absence of a like in a moment. Right now, I don't like you. I can still lust after you. Now, I say that as a man. I know that's not always true for a woman because it's very much intertwined. And it's not always true for a man. I can not like you right now, and trust me, I don't want to have sex with you right now. But it can be many situations where I don't like you. I don't fuck with you right now, but you know the things that turn me on, and you got me lusting after you right now. And that lust can heal that moment of not like. And then lastly is, and I put it in this order, is love. I think love is not a strong foundational piece. I think love can go, and that's where like keeps you. I think that love can go, and that's where lust can heal. I think that love, I can love you today and, st and still love you tomorrow, but not be in love with you tomorrow. In this moment right now, I'm not loving you. I love you, but I'm not in love with you right now. I'm not in love with what you're doing, how you're moving, what you're thinking, what you're saying. I'm not in love with you right now. And I think love is so fragile. I don't think like is as fragile, and I don't think lust is as fragile. Can I add loyalty to your L's? You can add loyalty to your L's and trademark the four L's. <laughs> But you I know think, what? To be I petty, I'm, I just might. <laughs> <laughs> I just might take your shit and add an L and card the four think, L's to I love. I think loyalty is... <laughs> three is such a whole number, though. I don't right. feel like... Three is my number. number. It's a divine number. number. Yeah. Uh, I think that <laughs> loyalty is subjective. For me, what loyalty is, it's going to be similar to you, but if we brought in a fifth person... I don't know that that fifth person is going to have the same exact concepts of what loyalty are. So I don't put loyalty in that. I think it's too subjective. 
I think too easily. I think love is subjective. I, I, I agree. Think, I agree. I, feel like I think lust I is subjective. Much think the I don't world think is love subjective. is subjective. Lust is subjective. Lust is lust. Lust is subjective. Lust as certain things. We don't subjective in that we don't lust in all the same things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but for me, lust is lust. For you, yeah. Lust is you know? Yeah, lust is lust. Is what we yeah. lust after that might be subjective. But uh, yeah, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. My fourth is I gotta agree with Shay. Communication has to be at the foundation of our relationship. If we can't talk, we have nothing. We have nothing. How can I like you if we can't talk? How can I honestly? For me, there's a very clear correlation between lust and communication. If I can't talk to you, I can't really lust after you in that way. It can also, it can definitely be an initial lust, but lust can be fleeting. Yep. That is. I, I don't lust after you anymore. You were super sexy, lust, and then now I talk to you and... You're not so you're sexy. Not sexy. Can, I hear, can I hear some, it's another line that I heard when I was a young boy that was like, I don't know if it's quasi pimp shit, but pimp shit, that every for every chick that you think is the baddest bitch in the world, there's another nigga somewhere that's tired of that whore. Yeah. There's a nigga somewhere that's tired of that I whore. Don't gotta call her a whore. But, uh, but yeah. no, that's that's why I said it was quasi pimp shit. But and it was just, it just put shit in perspective for me. But then off <laughs> of communication, see all my stuff correlates, combines, it has to be together. I can't have it separate. With communication, I'll have a separate number, but it's together. Compromise. Mm. I can't have my father's compromise. I can't have. I don't believe there can be great communication without compromise. Mm-hmm. Is there? Now we're just talking at each other. Is mm-hmm. there selfishness in that though? Did we? Did, did I mention something? Be selfish. Yeah, and, selfish? Uh, no, nobody. Nobody said selfish. selfish. Be right, so. Right. You can be selfish in your compromise, but this is part of what I teach my kids. Compromise is negotiation. So let's negotiate. You want these three things. You're not going to get everything you want. I want these four things, these three things. I'm not going to get everything I want. What can we both get? I had to learn not to be so compromising. I think we can definitely overcompromise. Yeah, I over, I'm one of them people that overcompromise. But then I think we that's when we fail to compromise. Because if I'm giving a significant more and consistently giving more than what you're giving, is that truly compromising? I'm a resentment. Or is that me just rolling that over? That is really most of these things void of... All of the things that we said, there is going to be a level of resentment. And I think that's why all of these things we chose are, like, pretty significant. Without without communication, there you can build a level of resentment. Without compromise, there can be a level of resentment. Without liking somebody, you, you feel that it's a vibe. Somebody can start to be resented for their, or, or, or be resentful because of it. With all mm-hmm. these things, I think resentment is probably one of the leading things that cause the relationship to fail. Like, if you resenting somebody that you with... Yeah. You, you, where it's are you going to go? Where do you go after that? <clears throat> it's not going to work. Nah. You can't. It, yeah, I get that. But I, the reason I mentioned... The reason I brought up loyalty was because outside of love, I look at loyalty almost equally in terms of I need to know whether or not you're going to be... That I can turn my face... And know for a fact, despite what's going on between us, that my best interest is going to be held or upheld mm-hmm. without without me having to oversee. Are you still going to cook for me for us if we in a fight? 
That's what I'm saying. That's loyalty. That's loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah, for my kids. Fuck you, nigga. See what I'm you saying? Cook for me? I don't get a plate. Um, it's gonna be there, motherfucker. I ain't making it. You're not making a plate. No, I'm making it for my children. I don't know. Fuck you, dog. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sleep. that's cool. I might even I, make what you like if I. Nah, that's petty. That's if petty. You, no, 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 no. I might make what you like. She, say I'm making the, some the, shit. The first kids. sentence was petty. Was petty. 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 Y'all judge me. Y'all judge me. I might make something for the kids, but I know you don't eat that. And I might make your shit. I'm not even going to tell you I made it, though. That's petty. That's I'm not going to tell you I made it. It's going to be on the stove. No. And if you don't eat it, but it's your fault. W, you should have looked. Loyalty is deeper than that. Loyalty is you not going to leave no matter what the circumstances are. No, loyalty. That is stupid. That's my stupidity. What do you mean? Uh, you leave no matter no, what no, the no, 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 but loyalty would have been telling, stopping him from doing that. Loyalty would have been not even stopping him from doing that, but saving, trying to save the people that he's doing that to. To who? I just feel like because it's just like, like who are we if you don't stop this shit, really you're going to jail going to the for the rest of your fucking life. It's it's too okay. much. It's a muchness sure. to it. That that anyway, loyalty for me again is when I'm not looking, I can count on you to be you. And so to do the things you promised that you would. And I, my man Chris Brown said it best. When a rich nigga wants you. Promises are peculiar. They're a peculiar thing. And your nigga can't do uh, nothing I was watching for some you. show and they were talking about um, wedding vows and how stupid oh. they actually are because this is the first day of your wedding. These hoes ain't low. So you make this. this <laughs> you, you should just make these blanket statements that kind of cover all the basic <clears throat> shit. The minute you get in this specific shit, like in your wedding, on the first day of your marriage, you don't know what the fuck your marriage is going to look like. I've heard so many people say, like, that have been together for a long time. Once they get married, it's just it's a shift. For whatever reason, there's a shift in how it all works. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. I don't understand it. I think it sounds bizarre to me. Like, what kind of shift is it if you've been with somebody for 10 years and you're married and now everything's different? But apparently it's a part Shit of the Shit do change. Mm-hmm. You know what don't change? <laughs> These hoes being loyal. But no, but seriously. I swear I knew. You know what would be the perfect wedding song? These hoes ain't loyal. You have to play that as your fucking wedding song. You have to try and get, you have to ruffle feathers and get your woman to understand that she has to be another level of loyal in order for you to tie her down. I want your woman to be loyal. No? But if we already at the altar again, man. Niggas don't be knowing. Or man, excuse me. Men and women. I I just always put it Fucking uncomfortable. I it's I uncomfortable. Out. No, you're not singled out. No, I mean niggas too. You need yeah. to know your niggas loyal. But niggas don't find I, out they hoes ain't loyal until it's later. Such a, a, niggas don't be knowing. Niggas don't be knowing, and women don't be knowing. Women can be niggas too. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about loyalty. I feel like. Again, without communication, loyalty has no basis because you have to have context of it. I need to know what your loyalty looks mm-hmm. like versus what mine looks like. Yeah, I think it's simple across the board, though. Nah, it's not that it's simple. Not, it's not. It's not. It's the, not, the, it's not the blind eye. I know you're going to do what's best for me behind my back. How do I know that you know what's best for me? 
Cause you know me. Because no. we Fuck had a conversation about it. I don't expect that's communication. But what I'm saying is I don't expect a motherfucker that don't know me to be loyal to me. If you don't even know where if you don't even know where the boundaries are between in our relationship, you really don't know me. Alright, I wanna ask another question, but we're going on two hours. So I'm gonna just ask No, the ask the question. Quick. Go ahead. Well, that's because you ain't paying it. Never mind. Uh, no, I gotta go pick up my daughter. I'm gonna ask. Damn, did I lose my question? No, I didn't lose my question. You say the person knows you. Now, just be honest with yourself right now. Who really knows you? Me? Really knows you. I feel like you know me. Yeah, I know you. I feel like I know what I've experienced with you, what I've seen from you, what you told me. There's, I got five fingers. I named three things. It's parts of you that I do not know. I mean, there's parts of me you don't want to know. That my girl. Sure. Yeah. But that's my point. That doesn't so make you... I'm gonna always work in your best interest. Yeah, absolutely. But it's areas that I don't know about. So if I'm in that area, I'm gonna do what I think may be best. But maybe that's not your truth. Maybe in your eyes, you're gonna you're gonna know that I went with the best intentions. There you go. But your intentions. It that's wasn't it. aligned with what was you really wanted. But I can't blame you. I know where your intentions are. Yeah, but the road. It could be the wrong. road to hell. I feel like I've said this before about intentions. intentions. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying to you is, that's a good statement, and I like that the path to hell. But if your intentions were in the right place, what I'm saying is, if you weren't trying to hurt me, you might have gone wrong. I could have been. You might have did it about wrong. You, my my girl, your lady, your guy. I had sex with somebody. It wasn't my intentions for you to find out. It wasn't my intentions to hurt you. Yeah, banana pill. Don't you like slip on banana? Isn't thing. that what you guys said? Slipping on banana pills. That's See how he got jammed up. He thinking. Oh, I didn't. I, I That's his <laughs> <laughs> Slipping on a banana pill is completely different than that. Right. You can't put that. You can't lump that into loyalty. In the loyalty. So now we know what we'll be talking about next week. Next week's topics <laughs> we'll definitely be touching on loyalty. Listen, everybody, remember the Greek word oxymoron is in and of itself an oxymoron. Oxy, oh, Oxy, yeah, Oxy made it sharp before I mean, y'all, it's been Ooh, three oxy. weeks, sorry, y'all, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what am I about to talk about, am I about to talk about drugs, what am I talking about, I had to bring myself back, Oxy made it sharp more I mean, it, dog, man, it's been three weeks, sorry, y'all, love y'all, thank you for tuning in, remember, we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes, you can always check us out on YouTube and on Facebook Live, peace, peace.